Well, I don't know if you've noticed, but there's a lot of violent crime going on at the moment. Gun crime, uh, gang wars, ram raids, uh, just a lot of violence. Even, even um, medical services, the police are saying that the level of violence is quite extreme. And so the government's response to this, in their kindness, is to scrap the three strikes law. Yep, the law that targets repeat violent offenders. And a lot of claims were made in Parliament yesterday by the government as to why they should scrap it. A lot of them didn't make sense and a lot of them don't withstand the scrutiny. And so in today's McBlog, I just want to show you an excerpt from our Family Matters where I background the reason why the three strikes law has been working. Let's check it out. Thousands of crimes now occur in broad daylight because offenders are unafraid of being caught or, if caught, that the consequences will be minimal. The latest New Zealand National Survey of Victims and Crime shows that 29% of adults have been a victim of crime at least once over the last 12 months. And even frontline services are expressing concern. The violence has become obvious to us with the amount of calls through the police and other, you know, and direct 111 calls to people being stabbed or shot. What police have noticed since the uh, end of lockdowns in September, October last year is there's definitely been a, an increase in crime in the central Auckland area. The amount of violence is the same, it's the seriousness of the violence that's increased. Notice that they say that the nature of it, the level of violence involved, is increasing. Gang-related shootings and the use of firearms in general, including against our police, have become disturbingly normal. In 2020, gun crime hit a new peak. Firearm-related offences are nearly double that of just 10 years ago. And family violence is also sadly on the increase. In fact, in my hometown, the trend of assaults is disturbing. Now, the government has announced that it's going to scrap what we call the Three Strikes Law, the law that gives clear consequences for repeat serious offenders. Ironically, this has been announced by the Minister of Justice, Chris Farfoy, who also wants to introduce hate speech legislation in case you offend someone by saying something mean, and wants to criminalise parents who affirm their daughters as girls and who want to stop their children going on puberty blockers. But I digress. Let's get rid of the law that targets the really serious crimes like murder and sexual violence. Some background. A key reason for three strikes being introduced in 2010 and receiving public support was widespread community outrage at serious violent or sexual offenders repeatedly getting parole and going on to commit more serious crimes. Remember William Bell in that horrific RSA case. There was also concern about light sentences, which were out of kilter with the community's views. And just examine any child abuse case before court to see the community outrage. When we submitted on this law when it was being considered back in 2009, we highlighted research showing that for a crime of indecencies with a child or young person, a crime which carries a maximum of 14 years and 10 years respectively, the median custodial sentence was just 18 months and 13 months respectively. So how does the three strikes regime work? Well, there's 40 qualifying strike offences comprising all major violent and sexual offences with a maximum penalty of seven years or greater imprisonment. So these are the serious ones. 
sexual violation, sexual connection with a child or young person, indecent act on a child, murder, attempted murder, manslaughter, wounding with intent to cause grievous bodily harm, aggravated robbery, kidnapping, that's just some of them. If an offender is convicted of a strike offence with no previous strike warnings, they receive an official first strike warning. If the offender is convicted of a second qualifying offence, they are given a final warning, it's a second strike, and if they're sentenced to any time in prison as deemed appropriate by the judge, they may serve that full sentence given without parole. But if the offender is then convicted of a third qualifying offence, the court must impose the maximum applicable penalty without parole, unless the court considers it would be manifestly unjust to do so. Now, if the offender is convicted of a murder on their second or third strike, the court may impose a life sentence without parole, just for murder, unless, once again, the court considers it manifestly unjust also. Three strikes, to me, seems to operate on two angles. To those it can deter, it deters. To those it can't deter, it incapacitates for longer periods to protect the public. Pretty simple. And criminals aren't stupid. They are well aware of the law and its consequences. But if the regime is scrapped, the government is in danger of sending a message that we're not serious about the it's not okay zero tolerance message on family violence or zero tolerance on gun violence or sexual assault. Now addressing the underlying causes is relevant. That's definitely a discussion in itself, as is the rehabilitation services which should be available to prisoners wanting to change their ways. But it doesn't solve the immediate problem, protecting the public from persistent offenders. So how many people has the law impacted? Since mid-2010 when it commenced, there have been 13,349 first strikes. There have been 640 second strikes. So 4.8% of first strikers have progressed to a second strike. And then there have been 21 third strikes. So 3.2% of second strikers have gone on to do a third strike. In fact, if you look at how many first strikers have graduated to a third strike, it's 0.16%. That's very low. That's a good thing. It's also pleasing that more than 95% of first strikers have not gone on to do a second strike. Now let's look at those who have had a second or a third strike. An Official Information Act request at the end of 2018 said that they had an average of 42 convictions as an adult. For third strikers, it's an average of 74 convictions. 91% were assessed as being at a high risk of offending. More than half had committed their second strike on bail or parole or even while serving a sentence. And 40% had a strike-type conviction from prior to the three strikes regime. Now this data indicates that the three strikes regime is accurately targeting the serious recidivist offenders. It seems to me the best and most obvious way to protect our communities from repeat violent offenders and from gun violence is to incapacitate the offenders. You can't commit crimes against family and communities if you're in prison. And they're effectively being given two chances to stop their violent behaviour. Some would argue that's too, too many. We would argue that the scrapping of this law will only be celebrated by repeat violent offenders, but it will do nothing to protect families and communities from worsening levels of family harm, violent crimes and gun violence. 
Now, one of the arguments you will hear for scrapping the law is that it disproportionately impacts Māori. But what you won't hear is this. Māori adults are significantly more likely to be victims, victims of crime, than the average adult. The Justice Ministry admits that Māori on average live in more deprived areas which is linked to a higher risk of victimisation. That's because of less gates, less security, less burger alarms and monitoring. Another argument is that we're wasting money on prisons. But instead of viewing prison-related expenses as a taxpayer burden, these expenses are actually an investment in the well-being, welfare and safety of families, and if done correctly, rehabilitation of the offender. They save costs such as lost productivity, medical care, security services, property damage loss, victim support, and intangibles such as reduced quality of life, pain, suffering, and mental anguish. When announcing their decision to scrap the law, the government said that there is little evidence that the law has reduced serious offending. But they haven't asked victims or victim groups about that. The regulatory impact assessment report for this proposed scrapping of the law admits that no victims have been consulted at all. The only official report around is the one from 2018, and ironically, in that report, Ministry of Justice officials admit, in comparison with second strikeable offences committed before the law came into effect, there has been a drop in the number of second strike offences since the law's implementation. But here's some interesting data. Remember those frontline people in the earlier video who said that there's not necessarily more offenders, but that the nature of the crime is much more violent. This police data may confirm that. As you can see, we have a steady decline in the number of offenders. Perhaps the law is having the desired deterrent effect. Just maybe. And perhaps we should do more research before we simply chuck it out. Yeah, so that's a Family Matters from uh, just under a year ago when they were proposing to get rid of the three strikes law. As I said, they voted it out. They scrapped it last night, despite the crime wave that is going on in the country. And tomorrow, uh, we continue the series just looking at, did the government have a mandate to get rid of this law? Well, in fact, they didn't. Even Labour Party voters support the law. Uh, we also look at an example of some three strikers, which will shock you. And we check out some comments from my colleague Nick Tuatasi, who is an ex-policeman. We'll talk about it tomorrow. See you then.